I'm your host, Nikki C, and welcome to another episode of Life Got in the Way, a podcast that is dedicated to growing, learning, and achieving our lifelong goals. And today's episode, we are talking about reinventing ourselves, getting to know your personal rebrand. I am so excited about this episode because I have my favorite, favorite forever friend, Crystal. She is a fellow writer and an educator. Crystal, thank you so much for joining us today as a co-host. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that you are here too, because, you know, the really cool thing is that when I first said, hey, I'm doing a podcast and I would love to have you as a guest, you were just like, sure. And I was like, yep, no problem. Yes. And Which I was like, this, yes, that is a, that is a forever ride or die friendship, right? A yes. friendship that almost didn't happen. <laughs> uh, this is what we talk about today. We're going to go back to the orange pants. <laughs> First off, they were green. <laughs> That's true. It was orange coat, green pants. I'm sorry. Yes. This person right here, we go back to the college years. They were great years. Yes. And we fir- our very first class together, we were the only two black people in our class. And we did not mm-hmm. talk at all. No. <laughs> for about the whole semester until the end. I sat and I saw her for the first time. First off, it was Spanish class. And yes. I don't even know why I was there because this was a third... <laughs> <laughs> third level I had skipped the first two and they put me in Spanish three in a college level Spanish class and all they spoke was Spanish and then I realized I wish I had really learned Spanish so I was in there of course she's killing it there are everybody's gathered around her like she's like the Yoda of Spanish <laughs> it's like who is she who is this little black girl who didn't say nothing to me I'm there. I, I can't, so let's tell the truth. Shame the devil. Look, <laughs> I can't say anything to somebody who is running <laughs> late or right on the dot and then has to sit by the door, which is the nearest seat. <laughs> and I got there early because it's probably my first class. You know, mm-hmm. I just stumbled in, you know? sat in the back in the center, right? I'm trying to be incognito, yes. trying to, you know, keep a low profile. So I can't sit near you until we have another class together. I think we had uh, probably a communications class after that. Yeah, and I think then, it was like uh, the next semester, I think. Yeah. yeah, and then we got to sit near each other and got to talk to each other. Yeah, then we got to be friends. Cause yes. I, I was just like, I don't know, I'm not talking to this girl, she's not. I don't think we are gonna be friends. And it took a whole year and like mm-hmm. a semester or at least another semester before we actually, I think it was like second semester that we were like, oh, I remember her, that's that that nice young black lady that was in my class let me let me become friends with her so (laughs) so we had the opportunity to become friends and just to talk about this topic I felt like you would be a great person to talk about this with because I think we have both been going through our own personal rebrands over the Mm -hmm. years and we are constantly reinventing ourselves I came across this topic when I was looking at a psychology today And it was talking about, it was an article back in 2014, and they were talking about before you can really reinvent yourself, you have to know who you currently are. And I thought that that was so true. Like, you really have to know who you are. How are you going to be 
who you could be if you don't know who you are first. So that's like that foundation. So let's talk about it. In what ways have you had to, I guess, rebrand yourself over the years? Sure. I think that most recently it started maybe two or three years ago and I decided to choose happiness. And I think that for a lot of us, especially as women, especially as young women and young black women, we often put other things ahead of ourselves. So we don't do a lot of self-care. So we work really hard and we grind for the career. We work really hard and we grind for that degree. We work right. really hard to get the marriage. And then we're mothers and that's who we devote all our attention to, those children. And oftentimes we forget that if you don't put your mask on first before you help your neighbor, you're mm -hmm. going to die. Right. Right. <laughs> and a lot of us are out here suffocating because we're putting on everybody else's mask. Mm -hmm. And we for the listeners, the mask ourselves. that's that's in the yeah, air that drops down in the airplane. They in say the you got to put yours mm -hmm. on first before you can help your neighbor. Mm -hmm. And we're helping everybody's neighbor right. and not looking out for our own self-care. So I just decided, you know, at age 30 plus that I was going to choose me and I was going to choose happiness and mm -hmm. Lo and behold, it was like breathing air for the first time. It was like I, I didn't realize how underwater I was mm. and how much of me I had lost along the way of graduating, of getting a second degree, of trying to get promotions, of being angry at folks getting promoted ahead of me, of regrets of things that I didn't do, just, you know, health scares and yeah. family worries and just life and then i was like wow how many years have passed and i should have been done this mm -hmm. girl i i i completely i feel all of that because i am sitting here I think I said in one of the podcasts, you know, where my, my professor was like, you know, don't wait 10 years to write your book. And we were just talking about, you were like, I'm gonna need you to get to that next chapter. Yes. <laughs> like, cause I've been on chapter one for a very, very long time. And you are so right. And just, I'm at that point where I've made, you know, I've made strides in my career. That was one of the first things that I had to reinvent was I was doing a job and it was at one point I was like, I'm just not happy. I'm not mm -hmm. happy doing this. I need to do something else. And, you know, it's just like sometimes people walk into your life at the right time, at the right moment. And then this jo a job opportunity came up and I was like, yes, this this is what I originally wanted to do when I first got into higher education anyway. So I, when I finally got to the point where I was doing the things that I wanted, I first, before I even got there, I had to, in a way, rebrand how I do things. I was like, okay, I don't have a lot of experience because a lot of my experience was an administrative, working with administrators, working with faculty and stuff. But I really wanted to work with students. Like I really, really wanted to work with students. But sometimes if you don't come in with that psychology degree or that higher ed degree, then they're just like, oh, what is your make? Oh, English. Well, how are you going to connect with people? I don't know why people don't think <laughs> that right? just because you got an English degree, it just equates Oh, you're going to be a, a teacher. 
Right. But I'm like, I, I obviously have communication skills. So I think I would be really good at connecting with people. And I like to talk and hear people talk and listen. So I think I have great skills. But sometimes those skills don't transfer into transferable skills in the workplace or you, you can't always display that. So I had to kind of go roundabout away and just get an experience, become a mentor to college students, work in a department where I got to interact with college students on, on, on a certain degree. I started teaching and I had a master's degree. So I was like, I was, that was one of my fears was actually public speaking. And look at, look at here. I'm on a podcast. Look at you. Right. I'm facing my fears. On the mic. (laughs) So I had to um, face some fears of mine and just do it. And I I had an opportunity to teach. And so all of those things kind of cultivated into the skill, the skill that I needed to go into like advising. And so now that I'm doing it, I've been doing it for, you know, many years now. And I'm it's fulfilling, but I also had another side to me. You know, I had writing and all these other things. So I'm just happy to be in a space where I can finally write again, like breathe mm. again, like write again. Like, yes, yes. I just need to do things that make me happy. Not outside the podcast, is, you know, I have my day at work, but outside of that, I needed something. I needed something outside of teaching, outside of working with students and helping them, you know, achieve their goals and just kind of, I put mine on hold for a while, for several years. So I completely understand when you just get to that point where you can breathe. Like the podcast, this is a lot of work. Like no one says you, you become the executive producer, you become the, the, your own personal assistant. You mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I remember, I remember before I started the podcast, I was talking to a kind of like a mentor and he was saying you know just go ahead and just get your team together and you guys go ahead and do it team team team. (laughs) we a team team of one team of one i was like i don't have a team so every every time you see something i've done it you know i'm putting together that i am becoming the graphic designer well i did i hired someone yeah i'm telling you fiverr is your friend you can find some really amazing talent on fiverr and I was under the exception, perception that everything on Fiverr was $5. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it really isn't. But that's okay. But yeah, so I, I had to do my personal rebrand. Yeah. I think for me, I had to rebrand my thinking. Mm. I had to decide that I had spent so many years as a high school teacher mm-hmm. teaching Spanish And I said, either I'm going to embrace this or I'm going to leave because there's no more complaining. After Mm -hmm. 10, 15 years, you're a high school Spanish teacher, right? So you need to accept it, embrace it, and enjoy your time. And that's what I did. I I started working smarter, not necessarily harder. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of ways, teachers take their work home. No. No, I don't. No, I don't. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I I decided to manage my time more efficiently. I decided to take on more responsibility outside of the classroom. Mm -hmm. And I also decided to do stuff that was personally fulfilling. So I took kids abroad and I said I did it when I was a teenager and it changed my life. It changed my worldview of how I saw politics, how I saw the United States Uh, the United States and its role in the world. And I said, some of these kids 
have never been on an airplane. Some of these kids have never left the state that they were born in. And what better opportunity than in a small group to go somewhere safely and experience something so dramatically different from what they're used to. If I can give that an inch to somebody, just a little, little snippet, then I, then I'm okay. Like I've done something. I've shared a part of what I love with other people and young people and hopefully change something inside of them. Right. And that's, I love that because I, people don't really get how important study abroad can be. I always wish I could have done the study abroad thing when I had the chance. I remember I was in college. I almost had this opportunity to study at Oxford and it was going to be great because my professor, I think it was a communication professor. He was going to be, or the professional writing professor. He was going to be teaching the class over at uh, Oxford. And I was like, what? As an English major, that's like, that's like, that's like bragging rights. But like, yes, I studied for a year in Oxford, you know. I was all set. And then my mom was just like, no. You, we, we, she's like, you don't have my um, blessing. I was like, well, wh- why? I don't have your blessing. First off, we never talked that way. I'm like, I don't have your blessing. <laughs> the Pope? I'm like, what do you mean? She was like, we are at war. I was like, and at the time, for context, we were at the, what was it? The war on terror, right? Mm. But that wasn't in England, right? <laughs> it was like, they're not at war in Oxford. She was like, I don't care. She was like, you do not have my blessing to get on that plane. And so how does it look me getting on a plane without, and I was, the thing that's going to be in the back of my mind is, first off, I'd never gotten on a plane and went anywhere. And then I'm going to have in the back of my mind, the one thing my mom has never, ever said, you do not have my blessing. So I was no. like, if the plane go down, then I was all I remember. I was like, I didn't have a blessing. So I did not go. And I always look back and I was like, oh, I wish I should have just did it. And because, you know, I mean, it's not like my mom had to pay for it. You know, it was a part of my tuition. It was going to be cost of, you know, but it's OK. Yeah. But and, and, I, said, and I think that's. That's where, like I said, we have to start with our our way of thinking. Like, mm-hmm. it costs too much, so I can't afford to go. I have a list a mile long, so I can't take time out for me, right? right. And for me, that rebrand in my head is important because I can't be the best mother I can't be the best wife, the best partner, the best sister, the best daughter if I'm struggling. So if I don't, if I want, my kids don't care that I'm tired. They don't care that I have papers to grade. They don't care that I got yelled at and cursed out by a parent or that someone who's underqualified is my boss. They don't, they don't care. They want to play. They want mommy time, right? They want love and affection and attention. And mommy dragging doesn't work for them, doesn't work for children. And so I had to say, hey, what is important? Me spending time with my kids and having the energy to be the best version of myself when I'm with them or me pushing them to the side and saying, next time, leave me alone, wait not now and they're only going to be this age for a minute for a blink and then they're going to not want to be bothered with me right they're going to be teenagers they're going to be gone they're going to be grown and i'm going to be by myself and how do i look by myself not even knowing who i am 
because I never took the time to figure it out. Hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's not too late to go to Oxford. Look, Girl, it's, it's not. It's not. Now, I don't know if my dream is still, maybe I'll go tour it. I don't know if I exactly. want to teach a class, but, you know, hey, it is, like yeah. you said, it is not too late. And I love that I'm at that stage where I'm reclaiming my time. You know, like, yes. you, like you said, you know, you spend so much time being that person for everyone else. Now it's like. There were things that's that I me. wanted to do. I had goals. And and that's, yes. that's the I first was a thing. I person before I was a mom. Yeah, I'm not even a mom, but I got all these other stuff going on. I was just like, you know, it's 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 a, a freeing feeling when you yes. get to that point where you're like, you know what? And and you, you almost have to remind yourself, like, I, I did have things that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. thinking about what were my goals or what, uh, first off, who am I? Who, who, mm-hmm. who, who, what is the core of me? And getting to that point doesn't mean that reinventing yourself doesn't mean that you have to, you know, be someone else. Right. You, you, you should be authentically yourself because if you're a fraud, then people are going to call you for a fraud, but you can reinvent yourself and still have the core essence of you. That's what makes people like you is yes. you. And if you reinvent yourself and that's not there, you know, that people, they get to a point when you, if you're not authentically yourself, then the whole, the whole purpose or the thing that drew people to you, they're not, they're not there anymore because it's like, you're not authentically you anymore. Who are you? And if you, if you can't define that, then how is someone else going to, to trust you? And how are you going to have any type of credibility to anyone right. else? If you don't have, you know, if you're not being authentic. If you're not authenticated in your own eyes, you can't be authentic to others. I will never forget. I, this was way back, like maybe like 2019, whenever Fenty Beauty came out, I had beat my face. I mean, it was flawless. (laughs) And I took a selfie and everything was where it was supposed to be. Everything Mm -hmm. was highlighted the right way. I was looking 100% on point. And I took a selfie and I posted it online. And I remember my aunt asking my mom what's wrong with crystal sad eyes and i was like dang i can't uh, even pretend to put like <laughs> i can't even pretend i thought i looked good right you did i thought i was doing something and she's like no what's wrong what's going on something not mm, right mm, her mm, eyes mm. look sad oh wow and it wasn't like i wasn't i was cute in my pose yes you were very you know? cute cute but But that's that's the truth like you can't fake what's happening inside like i don't care how many bags i have what name brands they are how much my face looks beat i wasn't i wasn't happy and it took a lot of self-reflection and time Mm -hmm. do you know for the first time i used to travel a bunch get 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 a long weekend where we going atlanta you want to go to puerto rico oh yo girl remember that road trip to atlanta it was very random for a day Put a tank of gas in my car, and back then gas was cheap. We could fill it up. Ah, well, you know, a little bit wasted out, but we ain't gonna talk about that. That was my first time pumping gas. I told y'all <laughs> I couldn't pump the gas, and y'all didn't believe me. That's, that's I didn't leave you. I just said you got to change clothes because we can't smell that. This <laughs> the stench of gasoline is very robust, and so I was like, we got you got to go change, and we're gonna put that stuff in the trunk. 
but we we gotta figure this out. So he I was like, home. I'm in pajama pants, and he was like, that whatever you gotta do because I was like, look, they they told me to pump the gas. They was like, all you gotta do is put it in, take it out. They didn't tell me to don't let squeeze go. the trigger, baby. Don't squeeze the trigger. <laughs> but it's all right. It's okay. We got home. We got to where we needed to go, and we went home safely. Yes, and we, we made, made it, it one piece. Mm-hmm. And nobody went to jail. Look, it's a blessing. Right. Yes, blessings. But yeah, I I think after that, the manuscript that I just finished, mm-hmm. I started that in 2015. And I finished it in 2021. Talk about mm-hmm. putting stuff on hold. And yes. it wasn't because I didn't have the ideas. It's because I wasn't in a position to commit to anything that was quote unquote extra. Right. So, you know, I, I, I did the right path or the supposed right path, graduated high school, went to college, got a master's degree, just kept going straight through. And then when my parents were like, you're going to get go get another degree at this point. And I said, yes, because this one's for me. Mm. This one's for me. Yes. yes. This, this one is what I want to do. I've been wanting to be a creative for a long time, and I've been doing it in different ways as a hobby, recreationally, with my daughter for play, but this Mm -hmm. one's for me. And that first residency when I arrived on campus, it was like I had found my people, all my strange folks, we had found each other. And I said, (laughs) lo and behold, there's a place for me and people like me Mm -hmm. that this is what gives them purpose. This is what makes them smile. You know, this is the topics and the things we want to talk about. And it's writing. That That's that's me. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And something that I started late night in 2015, you know, you got the, the these people talking in your head. You have these stories. And my fingers just could not stop typing. And people said, oh, this is funny. Oh, this is good. What are you going to do with this? I don't know. It Girl. took that long for me to say, let me just go look and see if I can find a program. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find something close to home. Yes. And I had all, I told my professor who wrote me my, one of my letters of recommendation, I said, I have everything done. It's not like I can't get a transcript. It's not like I don't have a writing sample. It's not like I can't fill out an application. I have a resume. Mm -hmm. I look pretty good on paper. All I have to do is push submit. All I have to do is push submit. And I don't know what is holding me up other than I don't think I can do this. I don't know if I have time. What about work? What about all the what ifs and the barriers that are all things that I created, right? Mm-hmm. All these barriers are my stuff, my baggage. We hold stuff. We hold it. Yeah. Stuff got in the way, but it was stuff that I could move out of the way. Yeah, I I feel that I feel all of that because girl I when I tell you I took I took 10 years before I went back for my master's but like you said that 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 degree for you this mm-hmm. one you know the first one was practicality I was like okay well I get my master's I can get a better job right um, you know I can do these things I'll major in English so I always have teaching to fall back on but I did have but within that degree I was able to do stuff like screenwriting Mm-hmm. But then for 10 years, I didn't do anything with the screenplays until people started asking me, like, what are you, what are you, so what are you writing? So what are you working on? So you should be working on a book. 
I used to, it was a funny story. I used to take the bus. The craziest things that could ever happen happened while I was on the bus. And I would tell my coworkers just the craziest things that I would encounter, people I've, you know, talked to, stuff that happened. And they was like, girl, you should write a book about all those, all those stories. You should write a book. And they, people kept saying that, you know, you're laughing off. You're like, oh, yeah, you know. And then I'm like, wait, y'all right. I should write a book. And when I got, yep. I know I, I got into a program, like you said, I, I had people who were references. I had people I work with. I had all this stuff. Why not do it? And yes, and that was the birth of my first collection was bus stop. And I was like, why stop now? Let me keep going. And, you know, shameless plug next stop, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you I, know, I just same way. Yeah, we stop. had a bunch of after my divorce, there were a bunch of us that were single mothers that our girls were all in the same class. And so we had the mommy club. We get mm -hmm. together, kids go play, mommies drink wine and gossip. And uh, being single and 30-something is different than being single in college. Let me tell you this. Right. I had the little people at my work. I, I shouldn't call them little people. I had the young 22-year-olds. Mm -hmm. I don't know what these emojis mean. What is a peach? What is, what is an eggplant? <laughs> what is this? You got to educate me. because And then nobody tells you what the different sites are. Nope. I don't know that Tinder is different than Match.com. I'm just swiping yes. it on here, just oblivious <laughs> to the world. All these stories came to me. Me and my girlfriends being mm -hmm. single in our 30s with kids dating. And the 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 freaks come out at night. Like, it mm -hmm. was just a hot mess of a funny situation and circumstances again and again and again. And I tell folks now, you know that's going to be in a book, right? Right. <laughs> you know that guy that you just had to run from in heels? He going to be in a book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we going to call him. We're going to have a code name, but you'll know it's him. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be in a book, right? You know, you know that mm -hmm. that, that whole situation going to be in a book, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, okay. I'm like, I'm just giving you heads up. Just when so you, you know. See, when you see this on the page. <laughs> Man, yes. So just all of that to say, when you know yourself, you can grow. And sometimes you have to step back. And reevaluate, reevaluate and remember what were what were your goals? Like you were, like you said, you were a whole person before all of these other elements in, in your life. It was a really cool article. I'll make sure I post it in the description. And there was a by Lynn Christian. She is a TED Talk speaker, a coach. She's also the founder of Salt, Soul Salt Incorporated. And the uh, article is how to completely reinvent yourself at any age. And she has really cool 13 steps to kind of get you going. And I recommend everyone, if they have a chance and opportunity to check that out, because it's like a step-by-step -step guide on how to reinvent yourself. You know, step one, finding your starting point. You know, just like the psychology today, it is. it starts with you. It starts with who you are figuring out reinventing yourself you have to ask yourself the questions kind of before you begin that reinventing process asking yourself who you are you have to start with figuring out who you are who you are as a friend who you are as a mother as a parent as a co-worker as a boss because once you know yourself like I said earlier you can be authentic and you can continue to help others Right. But you never know. Your stories are your 
your life connections and all that stuff could be what inspires you. Because sometimes you can take what you've learned in life and apply it. Like mm. how you help others, like you said, you know, you put it in a book, you know, but you had to go through certain experiences, right? Yeah. Um, I and think- I love the article because I, I read that before we joined the podcast today. Mm-hmm. And I love step two is what are your core values? And I was like, ain't that something? That's a, right. that's a, that's a serious question. What do I value and what mm-hmm. is important to me? Because oftentimes that is not what I'm doing. So if God is important to me, how come I'm not in church? Yes. I, I stopped making that a priority. Yeah. I stopped allowing myself to do what is important to me because of excuse A, excuse mm-hmm. B, excuse C, you know, family is yeah. important to me. How come I don't call them? Girl. Yes. Friends are important. Why don't I, why don't I, you know, hang out with them anymore? Right. Why don't I reach out and check on somebody? How you doing? Yeah. I, I, I had to evaluate my values because mm-hmm. a lot of things were priorities that didn't need to be. Yeah. That's that self reflection and really understanding those core values. And then even in step three, when she was talking about clear your space for reinvention. Mm. Look, I shaved my head. Talk about clear your space. Okay. I said, yes. this, this got to go. You know, when a black woman shaves her head, she going through it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you had these long, long locks. Long locks. I had my locks for, oh God, 12 years. Yeah. Six, I remember when yeah, you first started years. growing them. Yeah. And, they, and, and I told my dad, bring your clippers to Christmas. You come into Christmas, bring your clippers. Mm. He's like, I got you. He didn't even hesitate, but he's also an island man. He's from the island. So he understood when it's time to cut them, it's time to cut them. And you shed that dead weight and you start over. But yeah, he he came with his clippers and he started cutting. And then he just, he just faded me out. And it was so like, first of all, comb hadn't touched my head. And I don't know, I didn't own a comb. I was like, ooh, ah, ah, my scalp. But yeah, it was it was freeing and you got to see yourself. Like, because mm-hmm. our hair can define us. Yes. And we can hide behind the mm-hmm. the the physical, the the fancy makeup and the hair. And I couldn't hide behind my hair anymore because it wasn't there. Mm. You got to mm-hmm. see the real me. Yeah. And yeah. And it's beautiful. Oh, now it's coming back. Now I got some hang time. I got a little hang time. Look. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Every time I get on the call with somebody, oh, you going natural. I was always natural. Right. You ain't, I ain't never seen you not natural. <laughs> it was just straightened. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Just now I'm going curly. So, yes, I am. I had to, you know, during post COVID, you know, working from Embrace. home, it became it became a scarf life. So I was like, <laughs> you know, if I want to maintain my relationship, I need to get, take the scarf off at some point. <laughs> <laughs> let my hair breathe like you said sometimes it's just freeing and it, it took me a long time to even wear my hair in its very most natural state and curly like I literally just started doing that a couple of weeks ago I'm like this is this is me so I need to tap into like we said getting back to you and I was like well this is naturally here I always avoided it and was afraid of it. but then I was like you know what it's okay and it has been okay yeah. Yeah. And, it, and I'm functioning fine and it looks and I get compliments <laughs> You right. know, it's better than me walking around. I ain't never scarf. gotten as much attention from a male as when I didn't have any hair. <laughs> right? 
And it was a different kind of man too. It was it was mm-hmm. a man, not a boy. Mm. Look. Right. That's that's a read right there. Mm. <laughs> Girl. So yes. Um ooh, what time is it? Oh, we we making good progress. We're making good time. I didn't wanna you know, I know that we can go on and on because you are such a dear friend of mine and I value all of your words, all of your words, all Aww. of your thoughts. And I am so excited about the journey that you're, I see great things in your future and I can't wait to have you back on the podcast so we can be talking about, so author, published author. Right. So let's just, <laughs> I want to, so let's talk about your book. <laughs> Exactly. Soon, hopefully. Cross your fingers and your toes. Yes, that is is on the way. That is going to be close. I see it. It's in near future, and I look forward to it. So if you have any social handles or anything or where you can be found. Well, I am on Twitter. (laughs) Okay. That's me, Rose Doll one That's the number one. And I am on Instagram on occasion. On occasion, I'm on Instagram. And on Instagram, let's see. Look, I don't even know. Okay, see. That's where we, first off, we've probably rebranded ourselves. We need to know what our social handles are. (laughs) You know why? Because I don't search myself. So the Instagram, my username is C Rose Doll. C R O S E D A H L. And Instagram. C Rose Doll, and then on Twitter, it's at C Rose Doll One, the number one. All right, so be on the lookout for our future author as she is on her road to publication. I will make sure that I put that information in the description. And so, are there any closing words or remarks that you have, Crystal, before we go ahead and close this out? Just like everyone says, take your time, do your work, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. So, all right. It, it, happiness is a choice. Yes. Yes. And we choose happiness. We choose yes, happy every time. Every time. And that is what we are all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So, hopefully, you guys were able to get some good nuggets. I just want to thank everyone for joining and tuning in. And tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. for a new episode. Until we meet again, I'm your host, Nikki C. And remember, it's time to get back to dreaming again. And if not now, then when?